the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of today's message is Enter In. Jesus is the example of the life we must live to triumph and have victory in the circumstances that we face. We must be able to step over stumbling blocks and see our circumstance beyond where we presently are. We have to be able to pull down strongholds and defeat all the power of the enemy. God wants you to rise up and destroy the strategies and the strongholds that the enemy will so easily try to put in your way and to prevent you and to cause delays in your life. By obeying God's word, we align ourselves with his will. He then reveals his divine purpose for our lives. Yet there is one divine purpose for the believer, for every believer, and that is to have a life of prayer, a life of communion with God so that you are constantly walking in victory and you have mountaintop faith. When we have communion with God as a daily event in our life, we have mountaintop faith. Today we're going to talk about going beyond ordinary prayer. We're going to learn how to enter into the Holy of Holies, God's inner court. Let's pray for just a moment. We lift up your holy name, Father. Today, we just acknowledge you, that you have all wisdom. And we ask that you give us wisdom beyond our natural years. Show us how to step beyond our circumstances into the promised land that you have for each of us. Today, show us how to enter into your presence. In the Holy of Holies, communing with you, that's our divine destiny. For you have a hope and a dream for our lives, and it's good, and it's not evil. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today, we're going to learn how to wait upon the Lord to enter into his presence in the Holy of Holies in prayer. This is an awesome message today. I'm so excited about it because so many people have never been taught how to enter the Holy of Holies. When they pray, they remain in the outer court and that the prayers lie dormant and lack in power. You know, just last Thursday, it was a long day for me, I'm going to tell you. It seemed I had one deadline after another, 
one meeting after another. And then when I accomplished one meeting, a meeting that wasn't planned occurred that I had to take care of some urgent need, some fire had to be put out. Well, the day was almost over. It was over at work. Then I had to go to the hospital to assist a family. And that's always my joy. But by the end of the day, I was exhausted. So I got home and I'm thinking, okay, well, the day's ended. It's over. And then I realized, no, the day isn't over. I'm mentally and physically finished, right? But I had promised a ministry that I would answer their prayer line. So I said, okay, you know, I got to get this done. So Lord, I'm really tired. I don't feel like I can pray and do anything for anybody through prayer tonight, but I'm going to answer these calls anyway, right? So I took a deep breath, and I dialed in, and I began to answer the calls. Well, a lady called in. Now watch what God does. It's so astounding. A lady called in. I said, how may I pray for you? And she said, yes. She said, I just need someone to pray for me. She said, I'm in so much pain. She said, this pain is going down my leg into my foot, and I just need just somebody. Just just pray for me. Just pray for me. I said, okay, no problem, no problem. I said, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I remember, I'm feeling totally wiped out and exhausted. I began to pray for a healing and for the pain to cease. And I prayed to Jesus himself and just just completely just let the presence of the Lord encompass her. I could feel the flow of the Holy Spirit. At the end of the prayer, I said, how do you feel? She said, there's heat going down my leg, and it's going into my foot. It's just, there, it's just a little bit of pain, but there's a heat going down my leg. I said, okay, okay, let's pray again. So I prayed again for her. And at the end of the prayer, I said, how does your leg feel now? She said, the heat is gone, but the pain is gone too. Glory, glory, glory to God. You see, it didn't matter how I felt. What matters was the presence of God. It didn't matter how exhausted I was feeling. When we stay in communion with God, his presence encompass us and the ones that we are praying for. She felt the fire of the Holy Spirit moving through her leg and healing all of her pain. When we hung up the phone, her pain was gone. She was healed. She had never felt anything like that before. Oh, my goodness. When we serve God and when we completely submit to him, he will use us mightily. He wants you to see mighty results in prayer, transforming lives. He's given us a promise as believers. And that promise is, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mark 16 and 17. That's your promise today. The authority is yours and the power of his name. It rests in your hands, the hands of the believer. And only the hands of the believer can use the power of his name. God wants you to step into a new dimension of prayer. The ability that the church has is far beyond anything that the church has really even seen yet. In the beginning, the first church, the original church that Christ raised up through the disciples, the miracles, the answered prayer was astounding. God will use anyone who surrenders their life to him. You have full access to the power of God. Will you rise up today and use it? Because he's looking for you. 
For the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully devoted to him. That's Second Chronicles 16.9. He wants to show himself strong to you. Oh, my goodness. It's so powerful. In the days to come, prayer will be the most sought after knowledge. How to pray. How to get results in prayer. But how to get consistent results in prayer. So the cry of our hearts now must be, Lord, teach me to pray. Isn't that what the disciples asked Jesus to do? They saw the amazing miracles, the eyes of the blind open, the demons driven out, multitudes following him, the woman with the issue of blood, just trying to just touch the hem of his garment, parents bringing their children to be blessed. The disciples cried out, Lord, teach us to pray. Remember what they said? When there was a storm tossed at sea and Jesus said, you have little faith. He replied, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea and it was perfectly calm. The men were amazed. And remember what their question was? What manner of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. God needs you. He wants your prayers. It has such a profound effect. And the way that you live, that others question what manner of man, what manner of woman is this? So the first thing we must do to really have tremendous power in prayer is to come alongside the great teacher. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us power in prayer. It is so awesome. My mentor used to point the way. She prayed me through many trials. But the master taught me how to pray. The Holy Spirit would speak to me even when I wasn't in prayer. He would speak to me boldly and give me instructions because I was taught to commune with him in prayer. A close friend of mine's brother was critically ill. And I just want to tell you this very quickly. He flew into Houston to the medical center and they opened him up at the cancer hospital. And his, his colon was just full of cancer. Cancer was everywhere. And so the doctors closed him up and said, there's nothing we can do. Well, my friend told me about her brother's plight. And we began to fast and pray and fast and pray for him. And I want to tell you that in just a few weeks, he was better. He went to the doctor and the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, you better keep on doing it because the cancer level in your blood has dropped in half. I want to tell you that he went into remission He lived for years after that. But let me tell you what he didn't do. He did not give his life to Christ. He would not go to church. He would not turn himself over, give his life over. He wouldn't even have a testimony for the Lord of the great things that God had done. Well, not too many years. Well, some years went by, but after a period of time, he became ill again. And I got a phone call that he was about to pass. Oh, my friend called me and she said, Valerie, she said, he's about to pass away. And I just want you to pray for his peaceful passing. So I said, okay, okay. She said, just pray. He won't be in pain or anything like that. I said, okay, okay, I can do that. Well, I hung up the phone and I went to my prayer place and I thought, that's not the right answer. That man needs to be healed. That's what he needs. So I went to the Lord in prayer and I will never forget this happening. I lifted up both hands, and as I lifted my hands and and turned them outward, and I said, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, all of a sudden, it felt like 
I touched a brick wall. I mean, there was nothing in front of me, but it felt like I touched something. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What's that? And I put my hands down. I thought about it. I thought, that wasn't nothing. And so I began again. I said, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I lifted both hands. And the Holy Spirit said, don't pray like that. Don't pray like that. And when I heard that, I said, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, just give him a peaceful passing. Father, just comfort him. Don't let him feel any pain. I mean, I was scared straight, right? <laughs> just just let this man just go on into heaven and, and just bless him and just have your way, Father. I left that alone. But what I found out was that we have power in prayer. And from that moment forward, I began to seek the Holy Spirit's will and the life of the people for whom I was praying for. But today, God wants me to teach you how to wait upon the Lord. It's very, very important that we learn how to enter the Holy of Holies. It's not something that you'll hear every day. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord. It also says this, who will ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy presence? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Means they're not lying, right? Praise him. A pure heart will position us to enter in. Jesus, in his last hours, lived what he taught. The disciples were transformed from ordinary men to men of great power through their experience with Christ and the Holy Spirit. He changed what they believed He reversed what they had been taught. He turned their belief backwards. He said, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those persecute you. Matthew 5 and 43. He was preparing them to enter to the gates of power through prayer. Oh, today, child of God, the master is calling you to enter in. He wants you to enter into his presence when you pray. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord. Now, this is where many people have never been taught how to enter the Holy of Holies. You see, when you first go to prayer, you're in the outer courts. But when you enter the Holy of Holies, that's the place of power. Then you've truly entered into the magnificent presence of the Almighty. And once you enter into the magnificent presence of the Almighty, that's when you make your request known unto God. And when you make that request known unto God, I want to tell you that you're going to receive powerful results in prayer. You're going to learn how God moves things in the spirit realm when you pray. The Holy Spirit then is going to teach you the inner workings of prayer, how prayer truly works once you're able to enter into the holy of holies. I want to tell you an experience very quickly this week. I went to the medical center for a lady that was in a coma. Now, the family had called from out of town and said, you know, they had talked to my older sister. My older sister said, yes, you know, my younger sister's there in Houston, and I'll ask her to go to the hospital. Well, I went to this lady to the hospital. And I want to tell you that as soon as I stepped out of my car at valet parking, my left foot hit the concrete. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit spoke. And he let me know I'm going to take her. 
I thought, oh my goodness, wow. So I mentioned to Joan, I said, Joan, the Holy Spirit just spoke. This lady isn't going to make it. I said, let's go to the chapel before we go up to her room. And I inquired of God. And I asked God, I asked him, please, for your servant, I'm asking you to let her live. And I pleaded with God. I wrestled with God. But I didn't feel that he answered. He did not give me confirmation that he would repent for what he had said and change his mind. So I went on up to the room, and Joan and I anointed with oil, and we laid hands on her, and we prayed for her. She's in, she's in coma. And she's in the coma, and she began to move her left arm. She just started moving it and moving it. And I said to the nurse, I said, gee, has she been doing that? And she said, oh, it's involuntary. Don't worry about it. I said, okay. So we continued to pray for her. And she starts moving her left arm and moving it again. I said to Joan, I said, Joan, that doesn't look involuntary to me. This lady is moving her body, okay? She said, looked like it to me, Val. I said, she looks like it to me. We continued to pray, and we called on God in a mighty way. I want to tell you that the next day, when we went to the medical center, and I called her name, she opened her eyes, and she looked at me. And I told her who I was, and I told her who, who, you know, who Joan is. And she looked at me, and we prayed for her and talked with her. That evening, the family called and said, Valerie, she's responding to simple commands. She's nodding her head. She opens her eyes. She lets the nurses know when she's in pain. And she's moving both the right and left side of her upper body. I was like, wow, that is so astounding. I want to tell you that this Saturday, mid-afternoon, the Lord took her, just as he said that he would. But what was so amazing to me was that he let me know, I hear you. I said to him, Lord, if you're going to take her, wake her up. Let her children see her. Let her have some time with them. Let her be aware of their presence and for them to see her and enjoy her. Do you know that God answered that prayer? I don't know what she prayed. I don't know if she had prayed, Lord, take me. I don't want to be on a ventilator. I don't I don't know what she prayed. I learned a long time ago that if someone's put a spiritual law in place and if they ask God to take them, my prayers are not going to go before their prayers. Their prayers go first with God where they are concerned. That's very important to know when you're praying for people. They have every right to request of God what they want him to do with their life. And if she had already asked him to go, there wasn't a prayer that I could pray that was going to change that. Praise God. Very, very important to know. Because sometimes people will come to me and say, my prayers aren't doing anything, and I pray for the sick, and I lose. There's a lot of things to learn about um, the gift of healing and walking you know, in that area of prayer, praise God. But I want to tell you today about how to wait upon the Lord, how to enter in. There are four ways that I wait upon the Lord. Because remember now, when you first pray, you're in the outer courts. And you want to enter into the Holy of Holies, where the power is to be right in the midst of the presence of the Almighty. Praise God. One way to enter the Holy of Holies, to wait upon the Lord, You begin to just worship the Lord with singing. You're singing a worship song. A worship song is different than a praise. Worship leads into praise, but praise is different than worship. A worship song is about God. It's about the magnitude of his greatness. It's about how wonderful he is, how holy he is. Then we're worshiping him. 
And so I'll begin with a worship song, and I'm singing. And I'm just singing, and I'm waiting upon the Lord. And then all of a sudden, his presence falls on me. And then it's like, whoosh. He draws me in to the Holy of Holies. And once I enter the Holy of Holies, then I make my request known unto God. Another way to wait upon the Lord, I worship him in song. But this time, I'm not singing. I'm just listening to the worship song, and I've lifted up holy hands because, you know, our hands are holy. So I've lifted up holy hands, and I'm, I'm just there with the Lord, right? I'm not singing. I'm just listening to the song, and I am in awe of who he truly is. And that song is taking me to that place to appreciate who he is. And as I am there worshiping and listening, All of a sudden, his presence falls on me. And again, he will draw you into the holy of holies. Another way is I will turn on scripture. And the scriptures that I often listen to, they're scriptures that are just the words of Jesus, only the words of Christ. And so I have a gentleman and he's reading you know, have this, this audio, and he's reading the words of Christ. And I'm, I'm in my prayer place, and I've done a cleansing prayer, and, and I've had song, but now I'm just listening to the words of Christ. And I'm listening to a speaker that's very, very anointed, and I'll wait upon the Lord. And while I am waiting, the anointing will fall upon me. And again, he will draw me in. He will quicken in my spirit and draw me into the Holy of Holies. Suddenly, it's as though he reaches out and grabs you and draws you in to the place of power. And now you're standing in his presence and you can make your request known unto God. Here is where your prayers will bring powerful results. This is a place where very few people know how to get to, to enter in. This is how we wait upon the Lord's. This is the prayer, the dimension where the Almighty talks with you. This is where it is so important that you live the life where he abides in you and you abide in his word. And the relationship is so powerful. Your communion with him is strengthened. This is how we enter the Holy of Holies, the prayer life. Once you begin to practice Waiting upon the Lord, because that's what the Bible tells us. Wait upon the Lord. Once you begin to practice these forms of waiting upon the Lord, it takes less and less time. I've done it so long that most of the time, once I sit down to pray, it is only a few minutes. And (laughs) he's quickened in my spirit and drawn me into the Holy of Holies, where the angels visit, where the visitations take place. I didn't make a request when I stepped into the place of power. When this first happened, I didn't even know that it would happen. God wants to show himself strong to anyone who will submit and surrender their life to him. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. 
His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. That's Psalms 100. There are other ways to enter into the Holy of Holies, but I've given you just four ways today as a starting place. Another way is to sit in silence. You know, you've done a cleansing prayer and you've worshiped in song and now you sit in silence. But for some, some believers, to sit in silence is a little bit difficult because they're so used to being, you know, constantly with words. And so maybe one of the other uh, four ways of waiting upon the Lord is easier to begin with. But if we learn to wait upon the Lord and not go to prayer and be constantly, constantly talking, we give him an opportunity to quicken in our spirits, to draw us in to a place where communion is so high. There are no words to describe the experience. And then we find we're not dodging prayer. We're not sitting there and trying to get out as quickly as we can. We find that when we come out, we say, oh, Lord, I hate to leave you. Learn to enter in to the holy of holies. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.